This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. See, the Bible says if you can believe, all things are possible. Amen? So if all things are possible, there can't be an exception. Isn't that true? Otherwise, the definition of all is going to have to be changed. See, he said all things are possible to him that believes. So that means our household, our, our family members, their salvation can be affected by what we believe or what we don't believe. If we don't believe that, you know, uh, that, you know, uh, you know, and sometimes, you know, we all know our household members, those that are closest to us, sometimes they're the hardest ones to reach, aren't they? I'm talking about in the natural, isn't that true? They don't want to listen to you because, you know, they'd have to admit you're smarter than them or you know something they don't know. And especially if they're older than you, forget that. <laughs> Come on. But nevertheless, God says all things are possible. And this is, this is the point where we start, Passion Church, with our family, our household salvation, is this. We start by believing, and we believe what? That all things are possible. You know, that black sheep of the family? I used to be one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got washed in the blood, though. Hallelujah. But, you know... But that person that seems so far away from God, that seems so hard, hard. You know, a lot of times that hardness is only so deep. You know, all it takes is, is one move of God upon their life. So let, let's start by believing. Just start by believing that what our household, they can be saved. Your family members can be saved. That alcoholic can be set free. That drug addict can be set free. They can be filled with God's power. They, God can use them to shake a, a city or a nation. Amen? Your, your faith can bring salvation to your family. That's, that's an amazing thing. And it's also an awesome responsibility, isn't it? We need to be believing for our families. You know, the Bible says, you know, that faith works by love, doesn't it? Love never fails. Love never gives. Love hopes all. So when we allow the love of God to animate our faith, you know what? We won't stop believing. We won't stop, uh, uh, you know, seeking God, seeking God's face for our family members. Amen? Absolutely. Absolutely. So he says, cast your cares, you know, on Jesus and trust Him to work. If you're praying for your family, then, you know, along with praying, believe. See, some people go down praying. See, you know, you ever seen one of these uh, uh, small little uh, boats, you know, it's got the two oars on it, you know, and the guys in there. Well, what, how would you imagine if you only had one oar? You just go around in a circle, some either left or right, wouldn't you? It'd be hard to get anywhere, though, wouldn't it? And see, uh, see, one oar is prayer, and that's good. But if you only got the one oar, but you get that other oar in their faith, believing something, you start you start heading somewhere, you start getting somewhere. So when you pray, he said, believe. One of the best ways to 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 let 
your faith be released is what he said to cast your care over on the Lord. Don't pray and worry over your family at the same time. You're undoing it. I know sometimes it's difficult. You see them out there making some of the dumbest decisions. Like we never made one of those, did we? <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. If I had the time to tell you. But, you know, it's all the difference in the world, you know. Or even, you know, we're talking about household, but sometimes even close friends, you know, that are very close to you. So, so we get our faith in motion. I'm glad somebody somewhere had faith enough to pray for me. You know, when it when you know when I didn't look like anybody that needed. I mean, I, I definitely looked like I needed prayer, but, but you know, you didn't look like you was the greatest candidate in the world for it. But somebody believed. Somebody, I believe this with all my heart. I don't believe anybody gets saved without somebody somewhere has prayed, has prayed for you, has prayed for you. Amen. It may be somebody you won't know till you get to heaven. Amen. But somebody believed enough to pray for you, to share the love of God with you, to share the grace of God with you. Amen. Hallelujah. And so here's the first step. If we're going to see our household saved, is first believe. I believe this, that, that what John 3.16, as simple as it is, as much as we know it, it's still valid. God so loved the world. That includes our household. That includes that old potty mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got a family member that's one of those potty mouths. I remember I was working at, one time, I was working at a, a, a trailer plant. Don't you want to come to the ministry? It's fun. I, man, it's the middle of summer. Boy, was it hot. No air conditioning, you know, in these places because Mitch knows what I'm talking about. You, you've worked in manufacturing. <laughs> woo but, you know, they, they had these stations, you know, they'd start at one station. They, they, I mean, you'd start from scratch. They, they'd weld the, uh, the frame and all that and put, put the wheels and the axle on, then they'd move it on to the next one, and they'd put down the carpet, and then they'd move it on to the next one. You, you put in all the furnishings, and then they'd move, and so they'd move them down like that, you know. And, of course, you know, working in manufacturing, there were some colorful characters there. <laughs> hardworking people, very hardworking people. But they were colorful. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say here in church. But they were colorful. But, you know, I didn't go in there and say, well, you know, I'm a minister and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I just went in there and did my job, you know. If I got a chance, I shared with people. But in the process of time, you know, like Jesus said, sooner or later, your light, they're going to see the light. <laughs> You know, and of course, I, I don't know how many people come up and apologize. Oh, if I'd have known you was a, uh, you know, you was a minister or you was a preacher, I wouldn't have been a talking like that. I said, well, you talk in front of God like that all the time. <laughs> He's holier than I am. <laughs> you know, and that kind of disarmed them because they were just sure I was going to, you know, get all legalistic on them and everything. Listen, sin or sin, that's what they do. Amen. So let's let's believe. The second thing that he did is, is Paul pointed the jailer to Jesus. Point them to Jesus. Don't get in debates over over uh, you know how many angels can fit on the head of a pen. Can God create a rock he couldn't lift? 
Don't get in all those philosophic things. I remember when I first got saved in college. I mean, people would come up to me all the time with that kind of, kind of stupid things, you know. You know, don't get caught up in all that. You, God, God didn't call us to be theologians. He called us to let our light shine. Point them to Jesus. Be like the, you know, be like the blind man was healed. I don't know, you know, the Pharisees tried to get into all this theological, you know, dissertation with him about how it couldn't have worked this way and it couldn't have been that way because of this, that, and the other. And he said, well, I don't know about all that. All I can tell you is I once was blind, but now I can see. <laughs> Amen. They might, somebody might argue with your theology. They can't argue with your testimony. They cannot. Just point them to Jesus. Just point them to Jesus. So that's all I know is Jesus came. Jesus died for your sins, for my sins. He arose from the dead. He is a saving, loving, forgiving, gracious Jesus. You're just going to have to do what you have to do with Jesus. But I want to point them to Jesus. One of the ways we do that, not only by our words, but by the life we live. Just, just the life you live. So, you, you, you know, if you've been saved a long time, you know, like I have, and some, some others in here have been saved even longer. I ain't pointing at nobody. But, you know, you don't realize sometimes because you, you've been living this Christian life, this Spirit-filled life for 10, 20, 30, 40 plus, 50 plus years, you know, it, it, this is this is now this is this is my identity. I can hardly remember. I mean, when I share some things about my testimony, now it's been so long ago. It's almost like you know I'm standing over here talking about somebody that was standing over there, and and we don't realize. I think we don't realize the presence of God on us. We don't realize how much the peace of God is on us. It's just normal for us. But you get around people in the world, you get around family members, and they're in turmoil. They're worried about what's going on in the Ukraine and the economy with COVID, with the, with the politics, with this, with that. The cat won't come in. I mean, what, I mean, they're just worried about everything. And they get around you, and you got this peace about you, just this aura of peace, this joy. you got a smile on your face. See, we don't realize that's a powerful thing. Because, see, that's the life of God flowing out of us. Not just when a miracle happens, thank God for that, but, but when the joy and the peace and the love of God just is flowing out of us. And we're, not, we're, we're so accustomed to it, we don't think anything about it. Like a fish in water, like a bird flying through the air. It's our natural habitat in the presence of God. This is who I am. I'm a new creature. The life of God. You know, we used to sing chorus years ago. I got a river of life flowing out of me. Remember that? Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Hallelujah. So by the life we live, by our words, as I mentioned, our testimony, and this is a really good one, how we deal with the tough times in life. You get all frassle, 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 frassle when something don't go your way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get all upset, you get angry, you get impatient, you get an attitude. Thank you. Boy, it got awful quiet in here. Come on now. <laughs> Amen. The people are watching you. Listen, this, listen, the sinner can go through good times just like you can. How hard is it to go through good times when everything's going your way? Amen. Your bank account's full. 
Your house is paid for, your car is paid for, even the cat will do what you want him to do. I mean, everything's going your way. It's, it's easy. It's when, the, it's when the difficulty comes. It's when the test and the trial of life comes. When the pressure's on, then people look at you to see, well, let's see how these Christians handle it. Let's see if there's really any difference between them and me. Because I don't know. I mean, I heard them, you know, they're complaining the same thing as I am. I'm complaining about the politicians, so are they. I'm worried about the economy, and so are they. What's the difference? Maybe you, maybe you got a creed, and you need to tr- trade in your creed for a person, the person of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> How we deal with the tough times of life. People are looking at and your family members especially. How are you going through this? Do you still have joy? Do you still have peace? Or are you just all tied in a knot like everybody else is? Mm. Listen, think about it. Paul and Silas had just been beaten unjustly, in prison, and yet how did they respond? At midnight. They sang and worshiped God, sang praises to God. It says, and the prisoners heard them. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, when things are going, uh, when things are going hard and difficult, boy, that's the time to get your praise on. That's the time to get your worship on. That's the time to crank it up just a little bit louder, a little bit harder. That's when you really need to get it going. Because if you don't, something else is going to come out your mouth. It ain't going to be nearly as lovely. Amen. I mean, God don't want to hear your whine. He'd much rather hear your praise, your worship. Says they worship God. See, and when tough times come, what we've got inside information, don't we? Inside us is the greater one. Inside this book is the promises of God. Every word of God, it cannot fail. And we demonstrate that. That's our time to shine when things are difficult. That's our time to show how big our God is. Hallelujah. Amen. And that this joy we have, it's real. Amen. We're not sunshine Christians. You know what I mean? We're Christians when the sun is shining and everything's going our way. Listen, it says that the prisoners were listening. You know, people are listening to what you say. Oh, yeah. Especially if they know you're, you're, you claim to be a Christian or believer. They're listening to what you say. You talking about the? You talking about your your office manager? You gossiping with them about the office manager there at work? Done gone to meddling now, hadn't I? You complaining about that boss that's so demanding at work? Right along with the rest of them. Woo! Done touched on a nerve, hadn't I? <laughs> Come on, listen. If it's not real all the time, it's not real any time. If it's only good for Sunday morning, what good is it? (laughs) Listen, your family members, they're listening to what you say. Those close to you, they're listening to what you say. That's why we have to put a guard on our mouth. The best way to put a guard on our mouth is to fill your heart with God's Word. If you fill your heart with God's Word, you won't have to be be so conscious about what's coming out your mouth because what fills your heart, Jesus says, is going to come out of your mouth. If you're full of love, love's going to come out. If you're full of faith, faith's going to come out. If you're full of hope, hope's going to come out. 
that you know if you're full of criticism, criticism's going to come out. If you're full of whining and complaining and feeling sorry for yourself, that's going to come out. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. You know, we've all probably had people's lives that affected us in that way. I remember, you know, I've shared this with you before. I'll just give you the brief version. You know, uh, as a brother, uh, Tony Smitherman, who led me to the Lord, you know, uh, it was the change that I saw in him. And at first, I didn't like it. I didn't. Well, he was light and I was darkness. You know, it don't mix. <laughs> you know. And plus, I knew where Tony had come from because I used to go over and buy drugs from him. I'm like, who do you think you are? Got this big, every time you'd go in, I'd see him, he got this big grin on his face. He used to wear these big buttons about Jesus loves you. <laughs> this is back in the 70s. This was a long time ago. They don't do that anymore. But in those days, they had this bigger. Y'all remember that? <laughs> you know, he'd always have a, he always wore a, a, a double shirt pocket, shirts with double shirt pocket. He had them full of tracks. He must, I'm telling you, he must have had 100 different tracks. He'd give me a different one every time I saw him. He was loaded for bear. Man, he, you know. You know, but, but, you know, in the process of time, you saw, you know, well, maybe there's something to this. You know, because, you know, back in those days, you know, when we first, when he first started doing like that, you know, all of us, it was, you know, we still in the drug culture that he come out of, we said, well, t Tony, he's just gone off the deep end. The drugs have burnt out Tony's mind. He's become a Jesus freak. <laughs> you know, but even though people at first may react around you that way or a family member, listen, it's still impacting. It's still impacting. It had an impact on me. It had an impact on me. You know, and through that impact, the Holy Spirit had another inroad to begin to deal with my heart. To begin to draw me, to begin to deal with me. Amen. And see, that's the thing you may not realize. See, you, everything may look the same. I mean, one day I come into the place of business, you know, and I'm throwing the track in his face. And then one day I come in there and he leads me in a prayer over a washing machine. That was my altar. <laughs> a washing machine. Well, it worked. So here's the thing your life can make an impact. Then, you know, the Holy Spirit. And see, this is what we're doing. We give the Holy Spirit opportunities to work in our family members. You remember when, when uh, Paul went to Philippi? He was preaching there. Uh, it says that he went down to the riverbank. And it says there that, that there were some women down there, you know, and, and Paul preached to women. You know, sometimes we think, every time we think about the Apostle Paul, we think, boy, he must have preached to the Colosseum, packed out, jam-packed every night. No. Most of the times he started with small groups of people. Amen. And a lot, about half the time he got beat up. <laughs> you know. And some of the time he got ran out of town. But he's preaching to these women. And I love this scripture. It says, And the Lord opened the heart of Lydia to hear and receive the message. 
This is what our prayers do. This is what our lifestyle does. This is what, as we demonstrate through all the things we've talked about, how we handle the tough times, what comes out of our mouth, the attitudes that we present, all of these things. This is what gives the Holy Spirit the avenue to move and work in their hearts and lives. It's like you it's like we prepare help prepare the ground so that when the seed is sown in there that seed remember God said he said my word will not return void boy I can remember you know get so mad at Tony but you know later on when I'm off on my own you know out smoking a joint drinking a fifth of liquor I ain't proud of it I'm just but you know got to tell it like it is don't you you know even in that shape guess what I can still hear those words they're still coming up talking to me I'm going to tell you God's word will not return void it'll not return void and so we give the Holy Spirit opportunity and that means being obedient to the Holy Spirit amen you know the old saints used to call him the hound of heaven because the Holy Spirit would, you know, they believed with all their heart. If they would believe, if they would pray, share the gospel, that the hound of heaven, I mean, he'd get on the heels of your family. And I mean, man, he'd, you know, it was, reminds me of one of those Australian sheepdogs. You ever seen them, man? They, uh, 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 nipping at their heels, you know, getting them this way, getting them that way. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Boy, he's good at it. He can, he can 24-7 it. You and I can't 24-7 it, but he can. Amen? And so here's the thing. He's going to work in, in our family lives. He's going to work through their circumstances. Listen, they don't know God yet. He's not going to deal with them exactly the same way he deals with us. He's going to deal with them in their circumstances. He's going to deal with them. And we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, what he's doing in our family members. Do you recognize the work of the Holy Spirit? You know, he, he'll work in them to draw them to Jesus. And, and that brings me to a thing. Sometimes, especially for we who are parents and grandparents, we always want to fix stuff for our kids. Boy, it is difficult not to fix it, isn't it? Hey, come on, can I get a witness? It, it's difficult not to. You want to fix it. I don't want to see them in any pain. I don't want to see them going through tough times. But sometimes, you know, our fixing it just prolongs something that God's trying to use that situation to bring them back to Jesus. Amen? You know, some people have to get to the end of their rope. <laughs> you don't have to, but some people, that's just, that's just the way it is. So, you know, we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. He may at times tell you, fix it. But he may tell you, no, just back off for a little bit. And see, see, he may tell one to fix it and another one to back off. Amen? So you can't just look and say, well, how'd you do? You've you got to listen to, be led by the Holy Spirit when it comes to your family and their salvation. He'll lead you how to pray for them. Maybe there's an evil spirit that's, that's oppressing them. He may, he may tell you, now you take authority. I'm not, just, you don't have to go up to them, listen, the devil, God told me that you got a devil. You're liable to be picking yourself up off the floor. 
before the next day. Because if Tony would come at me like that, that's where he'd have been. Because I told you I was angry. I had a fuse about that long. I, it'd been on. Grinning or no grinning. <laughs> but, you know, you can just do that in your prayer closet. There's no time and distance in the Spirit. You don't have to get out there and be, don't be. Listen, Jesus said be harmless as dove and wise as serpents. Be wise about how you, you minister to your family and how you pray. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. But get in your prayer closet. Do your warfare in the prayer closet. That devil will hear you. Amen. He'll hear you. He's the only one that needs to hear you. Family members don't need to hear you. They don't understand all that stuff. Don't go, go getting all, you know, don't, don't, don't wade out, you know, 12 miles deep in the ocean of theology with your, peop- with your unsaved family. Everybody's going to drown. Don't, don't, don't do that. If you listen, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Isn't that right? He'll speak to you about your loved ones. How to pray for them, how to, how to minister to them, how to show them love. Because he knows, he knows exactly the button that needs to be pushed. And he's the only one that knows it. Amen. So you're going to have to learn to know his voice and obey it, right? And then partner with Jesus for the souls of your family. Amen. In faith, we talked about that, we lay hold of the promise. And your household. See, we got the first part. We, we've been saved. But now the, the rest of the part is, and your household. And your household. So in faith, lay hold of the promise of God for your loved ones. Amen? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, in whom, talking about all unbelievers, the God of this world has blinded their hearts and their minds. That's a good place to start in your prayer closet. Take authority over that spirit that's blinding them. If they're not receptive to the gospel, if they're not receptive in any way, that's the devil blinding them. That's the devil doing You get in your prayer closet and t- say, devil, in the name of Jesus that's oppressing my loved one and call their name out, I bind your power off of their mind. Take your hands off of them. They shall be saved. I got the promise of God here. They shall be saved. They shall be saved. Amen. That, that goes to the second thing, in faith and in prayer. Partner with Jesus. Intercede. And here's the thing. Those of us who pray in the Spirit, oh, what a mighty, mighty, mighty weapon we got. Oh, you know, Paul, and I'll, let me just clarify something here. Maybe you already know this. You probably do. You guys are so sharp, smart. But let, let me just reiterate it. It might help us anyway. You know, Paul over there, you know, talking about spiritual gifts, he said, I will pray with the understanding didn't he? Now, when you, you, somebody comes up to you and said, you know, uh, would you pray uh, for me uh, uh, for healing in my body? Now, do you wait for some sign? Do you wait, you get a goosebump? No, you can wheel right there to pray in your native tongue, English, and pray for them, can't you? But Paul also said, I will pray in the Spirit. You know, you can will to pray for your loved ones in the Spirit just as you will to pray for your loved ones with your understanding. Amen. You pray for them with your understanding. You get to as far as you can go with that and say, Okay, God, I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit now. I'm going to pray in the Spirit for this loved one. And you cut her loose. Amen. And you begin to intercede. 
Romans 8, 26, we know it says that the Holy Spirit's our helper. We get into prayer. We get into praying in the Spirit. We get into prayer there. And it says that the Holy Spirit will take hold together with us against whatever hindrances are holding our family member back, holding them in bondage. We can pray for them. You know, we can pray God will send the right person across their path to share the gospel. Because, see, they may only be mad with you, not at God. <laughs> That's the reason they don't receive from you sometimes. They're mad at you, but they're not necessarily mad at God. But, see, we think they're mad at God, and they're really mad at you. They may have reason. They may not have reason. It doesn't matter but to, as far as they're concerned. But if they have ought against you, it's going to be hard for you to reach them, isn't it? Maybe, maybe it was when you guys were kids and you hit them in the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you know. Yeah, y'all had a different childhood. Y'all was very sheltered, weren't you? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Ooh, we used to climb on the top of the barn, run up and down on the you know, fall off the barn. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kids today. And then in love, not just your love, but the love of God. Remember what we you know what it says about the love of God? It says, Love believes the best of everyone. That's going to take something supernatural for old potty mouth there. Come on. You're at the Thanksgiving table, and there's frass, 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 frass. You want to hit them with a turkey leg. <laughs> Amen. God's bigger than a few cuss words, isn't he? Isn't the love of God bigger than a few cuss words? It's the love of God. The love of God's bigger than drugs. The love of God's bigger than those things, isn't it? The love of God in us. Love never fails. Love believes the best of everyone. Love takes no account to a suffered wrong. Boy, did I do a lot of people wrong before I got saved. So faith, prayer, love, all these things coming together with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can see our loved ones come in. Amen? Let me give you some action points, and we're going to do this. Uh, i tell you, uh, do we have the, those prayer sheets ready, guys? We're going to pass them out, some, some family prayer sheets here. Now, I know here we've been doing it for a while, and we've got different pieces of paper and different with people's names, and we're going to leave those there. But if you'd like to fill out another one, if you've got some family members that need to be saved, we're going to add them to the ones we've got here. We're going to continue... And especially this month, we're going to continue to pray for our family members. So write down the names of your loved ones that you know who need Jesus. Or maybe, it, it, not only loved ones, but maybe it's, 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 it's a close, close friend. You say, I don't have any friends that are lost. Well, what's wrong with you? Jesus was called the friend of sinners. Wasn't he? Wasn't he? He must have been because that's all there was when he was here. There wasn't nobody but sinners. He'd, he'd, he'd had to live by himself somewhere if he wasn't a friend of sinners, wouldn't he? Because doesn't the Scripture say there's none righteous, no, not one? So if, if Jesus had been afraid of sinners, he'd have been off by himself the whole time. Listen, I told you my story, you know, about when I was in college, we used to go spelunking. That means, you know, in caves, you know looking through caves. Man, you, you get back up now. I went to school up in, at Jack State up in North Alabama, so we had some 
that had some foothills up there and had some caves. And I'm telling you, you could crawl back up in there, you know, in those caves and some of those places, you know, and the rock's like just far from you, you know. You're just, really. and I'm talking about dark. Ooh, baby, it is dark. But you know what? I could strike a, one of those little old bitty matches, you know, not, not one of them big fireplace matches. I'm talking about just a little one. You know what? All that darkness couldn't put it out. And listen, we need to understand, greater is the light that is in us, in you, than the darkness that may be around our family members. And the light always puts the dark to flight. You'll never see darkness come in and overtake a light. If that light's shining, the darkness has no substance, has no way. So from this moment, this morning, we're going we're gonna to pray for our family members. We, we decide to believe for their salvation. Amen? That means what? We're going to refuse to listen to fears and doubts. Because listen, let, as soon as we start praying, a lot of times you know what happens when you start praying, they look like they get worse. Well, didn't Jesus, when he delivered people, didn't it say that the devil tore them before he left them? Sometimes the devil would throw them down, look like they were having a seizure, foaming at the mouth, look like they were worse off just before they got free. And so as we pray for our family members, as we believe for them, listen, don't be surprised because, you know, that devil starts acting up through them. Because, see, he's the one that's going to feel the heat first. He's going to feel the heat of your light, the light of the gospel, the light of truth, the light of your, the love of God that's in you. And then we're going to call their names to God in prayer, and we're going to listen to the Holy Spirit and obey Him. Hallelujah. All right. Yeah, is everybody finished writing down? At the moment, you may think of somebody later. We're going to pray, and we're going to include these that we've already written up here. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.